2: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang, I am a mom to a 16-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On today's episode, I have my husband and baby daddy on again. Say hello,
1: Philip. Hello, everyone, again.
2: And we will be sharing tips for keeping our relationship strong after having a baby. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so
0: let's get this episode started.
2: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Wrong one, whoops. Wrong-
2: <laughs> Do you know this one? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> as with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. Philip, as our guest... Would you like to share what your drool of the week has been?
1: Uh, oh, drool first?
2: Drool first. Start from the bottom.
1: Oh. And climb on up. Um, I mean, I, there's no real bad thing right now. I think he's... I, I think the... I guess the drool might be that he's definitely um, becoming more uh, attitude-y. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. How he, so? Huh? How so? Like he's... And I don't think it's excessive. I don't like... I think he's so actually a pretty good kid. Um, but yeah, he's just very particular. Mm-hmm. Opinionated, know, yes. Very opinionated. If he wants to do something, he really wants to do that one thing and get it out of his system until whatever. He's like kind of hitting you.
2: <laughs> yeah, why me specifically yeah. in the face?
1: <laughs> um, oh, no, actually. So, I mean, I guess it's really, but like I think the biggest drool, the biggest dollop was a couple nights ago when you were reading with him and oh yeah, you know, we have a bedtime routine where uh, after bath it's either you reading with him or me reading with him. Um, but right now I, I at most I'll get like one book in and then he actually gets out of the seat and takes the book that I'm in the middle of reading and will t- we'll take it and go to you who's like lying on the floor next to, you know, next to us and want you to finish the story. But this particular night, he didn't want me to sit next to him. He wanted you to sit with him and read. And then he he actually pushed me away. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. This is not this is not okay.
2: That was actually quite shocking what yeah. happened. And
1: so he like he would like he would kind of like whine and you know, just be very annoyed that I was there. So I left and then he would be very calm and with was sitting with you.
2: Mm. And and he also, once you got up, he actually tapped the seat, like, sit down, mom, sit down. And he yeah. pulled my hand over and had me and tap the seat.
1: And then when I came back in, just to like kind of re-engage. He would literally stop, you know, looking at the book, look at me, almost like, what like what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and then he would, again, like, push my hand away, push push me away, and wait for me to leave the room. Like, he looked at me to leave the room.
2: Like, what are you doing? Why yeah, are you that, breathing the same air as that me? That kind of
1: sucked. And then the next day, I made sure I came home early. <laughs> Yo, you were extra in the, attentive. In the middle of the day, I'm like, okay, he's not seeing me enough or something. I don't know. <laughs> And you're like,
2: hey babe, I'm gonna be home at two. I'm like, oh why? Don't you have work? <laughs> yeah, I have like half an hour between meetings. I'll just be home for half an hour. I'm like, yeah. really? Is it worth it? But it you were just playing it. with him for that half hour. Yeah, and uh, now you're good.
1: We're better. He still he still definitely prefers you right now. So
2: yeah, but he's slapping me now.
1: Is that your is that your drool? It's
2: not my drool actually, but that that should be one of them. He's slapping he's slapping me, but like smiling afterwards. It's like he's testing me. Mm-hmm. He's testing my love. Yeah. To see how much I will continue to love him back, maybe.
1: Yeah, or he's just excited. He's not, It's not like hitting angry. He's hitting like as if he's playing and he doesn't know his strength. Yeah. Or he doesn't know what a slap is. Yet. Mm,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess that can be my drool of the week, too. Okay. Okay, well, what is your giggle of the week? Giggle.
1: I think it's kind of like in the same... Related in the same... You know, thing of the just that he's becoming more of a his own person, mm-hmm. right? So of course he's going to have his opinions, with, which might make him a little fussy. But then, um, yeah, he's just he's just developing so much right now, like catching on to so many words. I guess I'll, to pinpoint it today, he was kicking the ball really well. Like he can kick a ball really, really accurately and consistently, and he'll chase after it. He'll time it. You know, he can he can gauge like how the ball moving to hit it. You know at the right time and we literally just taught him to kick literally i mean we've been trying to teach him to kick for months now but like literally the first time on the grass like moving his leg with you know a, a, a bigger ball was was uh like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at the park mm-hmm. and now he's he's doing it like on his own
2: yeah he's yeah. probably kicking a ball better than i can actually maybe yeah Although every time he steps on top of it, it scares me so
1: much. Yeah, he's he's falling a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's
2: still falling a lot. But yeah, that that is definitely a huge development that we're seeing from him. Yeah, he can kick a ball, and in Mandarin, it's t.
1: T is kick cho ball. T cho. Cho.
2: Cho. I speak twice e, so I would say peck. Peck ball. You know how
1: to say ball in Toysun?
2: I think we say ball. No, no, definitely not. We say ball ball. Stop! No. Wait. He's just- Oh, yeah, it is uh, Q. Okay. I think. <laughs> Pi Q. Maybe it's Q. I never said Q, though. Any case, my giggle of the week, and a few of you have asked me how our sleep training had played out. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. we have a whole episode on that fun. So go back to the archives to check it out if you are in the process of thinking about sleep training. But my giggle of the week, and I guess this can be a giggle for the whole past few months is that our baby is amazingly sleeping through the night without our help
1: yeah and he is he's himself is giggling in bed sometimes (laughs) just by himself yeah and our
2: our baby was like not a good sleeper i remember we would see these videos on instagram of how some babies would wake up in the morning and just chill in their crib until their parents came to get them all swaddled up and cute and they would just be staring at the ceiling and smiling at their parents when they came to pick them up but with our baby it's like you knew when he was awake. Yeah, he let you know. Yeah, when he was awake, and we didn't start sleep training until I think it was like was it nine ten, months? Ten in? months. Ten months, and we decided that it was nine necessary. Months. Nine, yeah, months. Nine, nine months, months right? Yeah. Nine months. Um, but we had only gotten like three to five hours of sleep for all of the nine months, and decided that it wasn't healthy for us. It wasn't healthy for him. Um, and well, not three when... to four
1: hours total. It would like be max four hours, like windows. Four
2: hours of sleep before he would start. Right,
1: and then in. and then, but then like in a day, we would maybe get like seven hours of sleep sometimes. Sure,
2: sure, sure. But it wasn't it wasn't consistent. Consistent, yeah. yeah we and the have... fact that he was up in the middle of the night all yeah, the time, I don't yeah. think that, that was great for him. So that's when we had decided to do the Ferber method, and happy to report, months later that you know it worked well for us. Yeah,
1: he. And we went through regressions too, or like mm-hmm. where we had to retrain him. We had mm-hmm. went traveling a couple times, had to re- redo it. But whenever we redid it, it was just one night, basically. We just had to, you know, just kind of- Do the program Do the, pro- do the program yeah. only like maybe like for an hour or so. And then he kind of like figured it out. But um, yeah, we can put him down and he is ready to go.
2: We, we have our good night routine.
1: Yeah, a great good night routine.
2: Which ends with twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. And then what do we say at the ending?
1: We go, ooh,
2: ooh. Oh, no, we go, I- Love I love you, you. Woo. <laughs> and then he goes ooh, before we close the door yeah. it's very very cute
1: but i just remember yeah for all those first you know nine months ten months if we put him down he would just immediately start crying and i could just never imagine putting him down and him just chilling oh, I could and never just imagine. like rolling over on him by himself and he's able to do it now and it he's... took
2: so long to get here and it's like this this Because of the sleep training, we're like, okay, one day we're going to be able to get there. And now we're here. So just want to acknowledge that for my giggle of this week. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about us.
1: Yeah, enough talk about him. (laughs) Bring daddy back on. I got things to say.
2: (laughs) Having a baby is a huge transition for a couple. And even though it's an exciting time, it can also be a very stressful time in any relationship. There are just so many unknowns, unknowns of who we are as new moms and new dads, who we are as wife and husband in this context, who we are as individuals. And as we're adjusting to the needs of our baby, we find less time for us to focus our energy on each other too. And so now that we're sort of on the other side of a lot of the craziness, I wanted to take this opportunity to ask you, my dear guest, how do you feel about our relationship now that we have a child in our lives?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've, I feel like we've kind of talked or touched on this topic before, more so on our individual journey and how we are like as an, as a individual and our personal um, shifts in our mentality and feelings. But yeah, I think as a couple, yeah, the past year and a half has evolved us like crazy. You know, like if we were Pokemon, you know, like our, we're at like, I don't, I don't, I don't know the right, actually, I don't, <laughs> I don't know the right uh, reference for this because I didn't play the game. But in, in, according to the cartoon, we're like two evolutions <laughs> up or more, honestly. These days I feel really good about us. And not to say like, you know, in the thick of it, it was like, I'm feeling bad about it. But it's just more, um, you know, there was definitely times where you just had to kind of grind it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to know that this was just like a season of, of the relationship. And um, kind of like what I told you in the beginning, like, hey, we'll find each other again. <laughs> yeah. As long as we can, you know, stay focused on the the bigger picture, like we'll find each other again. And I think we're, 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 starting in, to we're find each other yeah, again. we're in a good we're in a better spot than we were like 6 months ago for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, what are some ways that you feel like we've been able to keep our relationship strong after having a baby?
1: I think the number one thing uh and it's kind of like a you know, cliche advice, but it's so true there's a reason why um is communication. Um, communication is how we um I think have endured a lot of the rough patches you know, talked ourselves or talked with each other through struggles and doubts and fears. I feel really lucky that you were able to hear me when there were certain things that were on my mind um, or certain ways I was feeling and really listen as someone who was on my side, not someone that was trying to win an argument or trying to prove something. And I hope I've done that for you too. But I think a really important thing in terms of communication is like knowing when to communicate also. Mm -hmm, I think, um, you know, there's so much always happening with a kid kid around or baby around. And it almost seems like any time is a bad time to have any type of critique or bring up like a qualm or basically open up a wound. And I definitely had to like sit on some stuff for like a week or so <laughs> before finding like a good time, not just where you were in a good mood, but like we were in a good spot. And then I could say, hey, you know what? Like there's something that I've been wanting to bring up. Or yeah, like and there were times where even like at the like in it, I would still have to approach it really, really sensitively, like, hey, like, can we talk about this? Or hey, the way that this is going on, like, I need to bring up something right now.
2: Do you remember an example of something that you brought to me?
1: I mean, I don't want to get like super personal, but there was one night, I think like, you know, just, I think like just like a month ago or something where I was definitely feeling some type of way about how I was treated, you know, in the days prior or that day. And I kind of remember that I, I'll admit, I, I kind of threw like a little bit of my own internal angsty tantrum. Like I, I wasn't like outwardly like upset, but like I think you could tell that something was up. Mm-hmm. And I I probably didn't um, approach it the right way, and it it ended up with I think you you getting a little bit frustrated at me. We we always do these things where it's like, hey, I'm gonna bring up something that I'm upset or annoyed at, and then the person instead of listening um will say well now i'm upset that you're upset you know like that
2: so annoying. that happens a lot that happens
1: a lot right in both ways right where it's like now the other person wants to kind of change the spotlight on like well i'm sad now wait wait hold on on. no 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 Mm. we're not done talking about how i'm sad (laughs) right yeah um so i think i kind of you know reacted pretty sharply to that and i think i just like was like i need to get some space so i went downstairs and you know you came down maybe like 30 minutes later and you were very calm with me and even though we were just kind of like very tense and you wanted to like really hear me out on you know what the roots of what I was saying Mm -hmm. was coming from and it was a really great conversation and I really appreciated that you were able to put you know some of your pride aside some of your maybe your own opinions aside and want to listen to me again and I hope I've you know, been able to do that for you too. I, I I try to do that, but
2: yeah, I mean, I think we do that pretty well for each other, and it's take taken a lot of different arguments or conversations for us to get here too. and that's always how we sort of approach. You know, things that are um a, a little bit more like a <clears throat> rough around the edges that topics that we want to bring up to each other that we know will make the other person feel a certain way. I think the person who's approaching with the topic always has to approach with like, hey. I have something to say and you know, you might not like it, but just hear me out, you know, in yeah. a very, very sensitive and tiptoeing. Way. I think we've
1: even some like sometimes been up as a front of like, Hey, is this a good time for me to like bring something yeah. up? And, yeah.
2: To just like prep the other person. And and
1: sometimes like you or I will have, will have said, no, this is not a good time. Like yeah. do not, this yeah. is like, do not engage, do not yeah, engage. <laughs> let's talk about it later. And, and and it works. Like, yeah.
2: And I think in that moment, the, what the, the, the scenario that you had just brought up, um, I think I needed the 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So having that time apart does help, you know, to yeah. just let the, the let the heat of the moment die down a little bit before engaging in conversation. Yeah, just
1: like cooling off sometimes yeah. and getting like a little perspective. There's definitely times where, yeah, like that perspective of, you know, yeah, just zooming out a little bit and saying like, okay, like, am I really like that upset? No, like, of course I still love this girl. I still love, I love, I, I, like, it's not that serious, but of course I'm hurt or she's hurt. You know, like, okay, I should probably go say sorry or um, whatever. Yeah, so I think I I would say that, you know, you and I, whenever we get to, you know, arguments or or tense moments, um, we usually get to a place where we do see the bigger picture. We give each other a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. um, And we try to see through what to what the other person's actually upset about. You know, it's never really just like that one task it's like it's usually rooted in something else because like and like if it's really just the task then you could yeah you could just quickly like hey dude you the dishwasher is messed up again or like oh why do you didn't you didn't do that one errand blah, blah blah just like figure it out there but like if it becomes a bigger thing it's usually rooted in something else that's going on in their mind or in their heart and for me i'd rather get it out um than let it you know fester and i think we know each other well enough that we can tell when someone's like hiding something yeah for sure like it immediately know we're like okay yeah you're not talking to me the, your normal way or there's something up
2: no secrets here But yeah, I would agree. I think communication has been a very strong reason for even why we're here today. And this is something we started exercising before the baby. Like anytime we felt angry or resentful or upset about something, anything, and it's like any level of magnitude, it could be super, super small. We would bring it up to each other and talk about it before it snowballs into into something bigger than it needs to be. And I appreciate that because I think when we first started our relationship, I was very non-confrontational. I was like, why does guy have to talk about everything? You <laughs> know, just try to sleep it like sleep it through and just be okay with it the next morning. But you know, you were the type of person that wanted to talk through it, and I and I adapt, I adopted that um, way of also just being very communicative, and I appreciate you for that. But I think especially as a new parent, like you have to communicate because everyone becomes a, a parent in different ways, right? We are both stepping into these brand new shoes with. Crazy shoelaces that have never been worn before, and you're lacing your shoes one way, I'm lacing mine another way, and how we are becoming as parents in our own ways can lead to misunderstandings and conflicts that we never had to deal with before having a child. So it's like we can come together married and be like, I know exactly who you are. Introduce a baby into the game, and all of a sudden, like things are things are different things are yeah i'm not sure
1: if i said this i think i did say this on one of the podcasts before but in case i didn't like there's definitely been times in this past year and a half where i could see how and why the addition of a child has like messed up a marriage like Mm -hmm. i I could see how if, if if we were in a different situation or if we were different people how this could trigger you know a different type of guy or girl to be like to be like a crack that that eventually shatters everything And luckily, you know, we, we aren't those type of people or we know how to address the problem like earlier on or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I think, I think until you have a child, like there's so much about your relationship that like, you might not be like, no can even happen until that child exists. Right. So you can have, you could be like an ace. You can be like, sorry, you can be straight A's as, as like, just like one-on-one couple, but then. It's a whole new game, Mm -hmm. you know, once once a kid arrives. And in that new context, you have to basically write up brand new rules for each other. Use what you know of each other from the past as context in terms of how you deal with one another. But it will be a whole new kind of arrangement for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet.
2: Another way I think that we do a good job of keeping close together is spending time as a couple.
1: How much... Do we, do we even spend that much time as a couple?
2: I mean, I think, I we, like we, don't. I think we try to. I will say it is so easy <laughs> to lose not only yourself, but to lose that dynamic and that connectedness that you feel with your partner. Like you were just saying, how when you introduce a baby, all of a sudden it's, it's actually very difficult to feel connected to yourself and to your partner. And that's because of the shift in demand, it's a shift in the mental load, it's a shift in priorities, and that shift puts baby first, before yourself and before your relationship. It's like, spending time, I feel like, with our baby is not an issue. It's like spending time with each other, that that does become the more difficult thing to try and accomplish in our days and in our weekends. Yeah,
1: and even when we are spending time just one-on-one, a lot of our conversation is just about him. Mm. right Mm -hmm. and this is just with one kid like i can't imagine when we have if we have more and when they're older and they have even they have their own things that we have to like you know deal with like in their own lives like it's gonna be really hard to stay focused on just each other but um yeah i I think we you know everyone always says you know you got to try to schedule date nights and and um alone times like it can be either like a fancy date or just like you know watching binge watching something whatever yeah. and yeah. i think like maybe that's where maybe that's why i was joke like i just was saying like do we even spend that much time because i think maybe most couples like once baby's asleep they just will sit on the couch and watch tv or hang out or whatever but like i think you and i like that's when i that's when we go to work that's when we actually or that's when work. we work around too right and yeah. so i'm usually downstairs or you're up, or upstairs or whatever and we're just kind of at our laptops working until the rest through the rest of the night and we don't really see each other until the bed you know and then even then we're like okay i'm really tired or you're still working or vice versa or you want to scroll for a little bit and i want to go straight to sleep and yeah there's definitely been times where i've we've said to each other like i miss you like we we are we're around each other every day but we'll look at each other and i'll I'll look at her sometimes and go like i haven't just looked at you and in a long (laughs) like just like looked at you and i miss you you know yeah i look at you in the context of being a mom and doing chores and you know spending time with him as a family but then like just like looking at you it's like oh yeah I miss you
2: yeah, yeah. I'll be like hey I miss you too and back to work yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean so we do when we do get time um say like when we have a grandparents around to help over the weekends well we'll go out for date nights I feel like it was only two weekends ago that we were able to get out yeah it's funny like
1: we, and we did go out and I feel like when we tried a couple weeks ago we're like oh man wow we got wrecked on a Saturday night by ourselves and we, like, tried to get drunk. but And we, like, wanted to go to, like, certain, like, bars or something. But, like, oh, like, oh, there's a line. I don't want to stay yeah. in that line. Dude, like, we,
2: we walked into a bar called Wolf and Crane, which we used to go to all the time. And it was, like, a wall of sweat that yeah, just hit like, us. All like, all right, like, this is not comfortable. Oh, it's so muggy in here. Let's go across the street to Spitz, which is, like, a restaurant bar. Just sit there and get a shot.
1: Yeah, it was funny. Like, I feel like... And then... I don't know, it was really hard for me to get drunk because I just kept thinking about, like, oh, well, tomorrow morning, gotta do this. You gotta like, wake you know, up in the
2: morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there are times, though, when we go out and it's just... The last time we went to K-Town and then we try to do karaoke. Same thing. And then they were like, oh, karaoke for two people is the same as for, like, 10 people. Yeah, it's
1: like they were going to charge us, like, $300 plus minimum or something. You, have to, like, you have to buy a bottle. Yeah, we like, we just want to sing food. with each other. Just let us sing with each other. So then we just, so just sat in, in the car and karaoke. It's really <laughs> hard to have a date night the way that we want to. But yeah, we're definitely not, like, partying. But, like, I think... Um, I don't know. I feel like we still... I'm glad that we still have that intention (laughs) and we're on the same page if like we're not successful. Yeah. And then we come home, we're like, this is nice too.
2: And I feel like every time we do go out, just me and you, like I'm not really getting so as ready as I used to. Like I'll maybe have lashes on and Mm. we'll be in like my comfortable pants, almost sweatpantsy type pants. But it's just a much needed moment of indulgence for for us to feel close to one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that you want that too. Mm Mm-hmm what's another way that you feel like we stay connected
1: i think actually like i mean to think how to how to put this like like supporting each other in our individual ambitions mm. you know i think um you you know still doing the podcast and 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 doing your own work and me trying to stay engaged with it and trying to like support you there and then you also vice versa like you know staying engaged with what i'm doing too and being involved as much as you can like I think that helps us kind of remind us when our jobs were like the most, like our, our biggest other obligation, you know? So it's kind of like um, a peek into the past. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is, this is quote unquote, all we had to do before. Mm-hmm. Like now we had an entire, like another human, this other kid. But yeah, like it's fun. when We can, we can just like brainstorm ideas and like talk about, you know, your different projects and things like that.
2: I agree. I think we, um, Supporting each other is in, in big ways and in, in ways of like supporting each other's careers and passions But I also feel like because of the baby we learn to operate as as a team Like with a the baby there are a lot of menial tasks that have to be done And for me I felt okay asking for your help and I felt that like you were always there to to support me
1: I think like uh, another way is I know we're trying to talk about us as individuals And as an individual couple but like I actually think us supporting each other as parents and in our parental duties or in our co-parenting duties, that's a, another way that we feel close. And what I mean by that is, like, for example, like if you're playing doubles tennis or whatever, and like you know your your partner's like doing a kick-ass job, you're like you feel really happy for them, or you feel really proud to be like on their team or whatever.
2: You um, you can't see Philip right now, but he looks very excited <laughs> to be bringing up this analogy. No, because
1: it's, it's it's cool to like look at your 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 partner, yeah. and see them kicking ass Mm. and you want to help them be their best and you can see how when you are trying to help them that it makes them better so
2: in tennis how do you help someone else be better like aren't you in charge of your own area
1: oh my gosh no there's so many ways that you could help the other person be better well of course you have to still score your own shots but like there's it goes back to like communication it goes back to like Mm. setting them up for the next shot or whatever
2: how do you set someone up for the next shot
1: that's in your next lesson. Okay. I mean. yeah. that's, that's that's in your next, like, like 100 lessons down. You're so far away from that. But you know what I mean? Like, I think, I I hope that you can see, like, hey, when you're doing one thing, I'm going to go do this other thing mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we are kind of just firing on all cylinders. And sometimes, like, it's almost like, um, I don't know, in a group project or something, too. It's like, if you see someone else working hard, like, you also want to, like, earn your right to or prove mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to, you know, do the most also and i almost feel like we're kind of always like ping-ponging back and forth we're almost like doing a dance when it comes to him Mm -hmm, right
2: mm -hmm. and it's almost like unspoken too yeah sometimes yeah
1: and i feel like that makes us feel connected
2: i i agree you know i agree
1: like we are on the very we're very much on the same page of like what our next move with him is or you know in in his schedule or whatever or in the the chores it's Mm -hmm. like we're like each other's right and left hand
2: yeah it's like when we, we have to get out of the house you know if i am the one that's like putting together the kitchen stuff you kind of already know like okay i gotta get the car ready mm-hmm. i gotta go get his blanket gotta go get his shoes if it's in the car like mm-hmm. without me telling you to so um i agree i feel like because of the baby you have to learn to operate as a team with the with baby there's a lot of menial tasks that have to be done and even for me i felt like okay asking you for help it's like, even if you were tired and sometimes even sleeping, if I had my hands full and asked you to get me water, remember how you used to get me water all the time, or to put my milk in the fridge downstairs, <laughs> like, you would, you would just do it for me. Rather than giving me a complaint or respond with intense hesitancy, you were just down. You were like, all right. And maybe you would give me a comment here and there of, do I have to do this now? And be like, yeah. And then you would go and, and do it, you know? And I also think that we don't take advantage of each other's willingness to do things for each other. I think we both sort of respect each other's boundaries um, by (laughs) not taking advantage of that. Why are you laughing? No, because
1: I I think it's because we also know we're like, we're we're each too smart for that. Like, we know if if someone's (laughs) taking advantage, we're like, something's not adding up here. Girl, we're going to have to do an audit right now. (laughs) Like... But yes, but yes, we do not try to take advantage of each other's goodwill. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I feel okay asking for help when I need it. And I think that's very important for new parents to feel okay expressing that and communicating when you do need help. Um, And I feel like I actually ask you for help more than you probably ask me if I think about it. Yeah,
1: because I'm freaking awesome. I'm an amazing husband and father.
2: Or I'm just doing more. And so I'm asking you to do more. Ooh, those I, are two no, different perspectives, no, no, right no. there. I, I just
1: think it's, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting how, like, oh yeah, we're like kind of ping ponging, or we're we know how to help each other, but like, there's definitely certain tasks that have been cemented and solidified into one person or the other. So it's, that was actually more just like an expectation. Yeah. Right.
2: I have mine. You have yours. I know we're both thinking about our own tasks <laughs> right now. Like, you will wash the dishes, and I will bathe.
1: Okay. I do all the trash.
2: I do ninety nine percent of the bathing.
1: You you just said bathing twice,
2: <laughs>
1: and, I, and I went to a different shore. Just want you to know that.
2: I do. I he is attached to me at the hip, so mm. I have no free time. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So you think I'm not doing much, but I am constantly no, on.
1: I know. You you you've mastered the, um, um, knowing how to do things improperly, so that. I- So that I will never ask you to do it again. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, yeah, like trash. When was the last time you took out the trash?
2: Oh, I did once. There's just a lot of like creatures outside. I'm not a fan of taking out the trash. It's fine. It's
1: fine. That is a stereotypical husband chore. It's fine. I
2: I think that's also something like something that I've learned in this relationship that not everything has to be 50-50. It's not like you take out the trash 50% of the time and I take it out. It can you can show up in different ways.
1: I understand. I'm to- i totally kidding. You you carried him for nine months and you breastfed him for a year. It's fine.
2: Thank okay. you. <laughs> okay, Thank you.
1: next topic. Let's move on.
2: <laughs> the next one I want to talk about. I think, sorry, real quick. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's also, no, no. What I'm going to say is I think it's important to just to point out that we can be joking about this. Yeah. And I think, I don't think that every couple is able to do that. And perhaps, again, that goes back to maybe there's something deeper rooted um, but I think if you can get to a point where you like you can joke about these things, that's probably a better place to be. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to like pre- prescribe things like we're like mm-hmm. doing things so right, but like I do think that if you're able to do this, or if you're what am I trying to say, like
2: like get through the hard stuff and really see yeah, each other. like
1: you can, like you can, if you can, if you're like you know communicating and you're you're really working through the like the really hard stuff the deep-rooted stuff then a lot of this other stuff can be joked about and it can be lighthearted.
2: yeah i'd agree i think there are sometimes like even amongst our friends when we're talking to each other in a in a sassy way and our friends are like oh is everything okay and i'm like this is just how we talk to each other
1: yeah actually like, maybe we actually sound terrible to yeah, each other
2: <laughs> no but like at the end of the day it's like you have to laugh about this stuff. Laugh. you know yeah. you have to and i feel like we can get through it And feel connected with each other because that's a huge part of it too. It's like, you have to laugh
0: about this stuff. Yeah.
1: It's almost like we have like our own like inside joke or we have our own secret life that we're living that just people don't understand. uh, (laughs) So like if they're hearing it peep through, you know, into like normal life, like they might think it's weird, but for us, it's like, no, this is just how it is now.
2: Yeah. Or maybe it's also the perspective of, you know, this is only actually pretty temporary, you know? being in this new newborn toddler pre-daycare phase. It's like this is temporary and we can kind of see that too. So we can laugh about these harder moments.
1: Yeah. And it's it's still very stressful a lot of times, but
2: Oh yeah. I think the next thing, yes, a number four, is practicing self-care. I don't know what's if you your do...
1: self-care? Yeah. What self-care do we practice right now? I guess your nighttime routine.
2: I have my nighttime routine, but I think like <laughs> Trying to feel good about myself, trying to keep things sexy, Mm. you know what I mean? Because let's be honest here, when I don't feel good about myself, I don't want to do anything intimate. It's like, I don't feel like I deserve to be (laughs) worshipped. And I think the same for you, like you had a moment when you looked in the mirror and you were like, damn, I am a hairy bear. I haven't shaved, I haven't shot for new clothes, and you're like, I'm sorry, And it's true, it's like once you take care of yourself, whether it's a physical caring for or caring for yourself mentally, it really does boost your confidence in ways that can't be done externally. I also think about like the longevity of if in these moments where it is more difficult and you're in this like transition to parenthood phase, you take care of yourself, it can feel selfish when you're practicing it. But think about also that you're modeling this for your child and allowing them to see the benefits of taking care of yourself, you know? So for me, I feel like self care is important because it makes me feel like I'm showing up for myself. Like I feel confident, I feel good, and I don't know. I think that's that's important.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing that. <laughs> but but thanks for doing that for me. I guess to to be at a good place to be a good partner. You don't for feel me. like you're doing that. I don't think I treat my. I'm practicing a lot of self care. No, I think or I think my my versions of self care are very very small and like. I I I'm the I think I'm the type of person that needs very little to recharge. Mm. Like if I can just zone out, you know, for like thirty minutes, and on YouTube or something or on social, I think like that's kind of. Although social media sometimes makes me feel worse so i don't like
2: yeah what is your self-care i don't know what
1: my self-care is actually i mean
2: i, I brought up that example about how yeah you had like you didn't get a haircut for a long time your hair was growing no, out but all over I, your face when i'm
1: when i go get like a haircut which is at like a korean spa like i get the whole head massage and yeah you know whatever you feel like it's a waste of time i feel like i'm like i've i've actually wanted to tell my stylist and before like actually, can we do, like, a, a sped-up version of this? Like, I gotta go to... I gotta get to back to work or gotta get back to something. So I don't... F- I feel very tense, actually, when mm. I'm getting my hair cut.
2: That's how I feel when I get my nails done. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so... My self-care maybe is actually, like, just having quiet time with... It's, like, I think just feeding off good energy from people. Like, you know, yeah. like... The, um, the people at Bopo, you know, if I'm working with, like, you know, the staff there or when I go to the Wang Fu office and, you know, have a fun, you know, conversation there and, and being creative with people. It's weird. Like, it, I think, is productivity my self-care?
2: <laughs> oh, you're just having a realization moment right now.
1: Um, I think,
2: I think, I think your self-care is also hanging out with friends. Like this past weekend, we went to go play Catan with our friends, even though I was like, babe, this is the only time we have to catch up on wedding stuff and work. And you're like, and then I thought to myself, like, okay, I think Philip needs this. This is your form of re-energizing yourself.
1: Yeah. I just, I just need like, I just need some barbecue chips and like a seltzer (laughs) and just like.
2: I'm a simple man yeah I'm a simple
1: man <laughs> maybe there, the one thing of self-care though is actually like I think being active like yeah. I, I do miss playing basketball I, if there's ever an opportunity to play like basketball or you know when we used to play tennis and and actually just even as it relates to one of our earlier you know points of spending time as a couple like you know we, I, we're working out together again and I feel like that's making me feel a lot better about myself yeah. you know yeah. trying to trying to avoid the dad bod you know um
2: you're nowhere close to that
1: but that's probably like the most self-care i get like just moving and working out like yeah getting getting i'm
2: I'm like i'm also trying to dissect this and and understand your self-care too as your wife
1: i don't know what it is because i don't
2: the thing is you're like weird you like don't (laughs) you like don't need it it's weird although i feel like when you look in your look at yourself in the mirror or you come back home from like a shoot and you had like a little bit of makeup on you or something you're like mm, feeling yourself a little bit you know so that's a physical self-care that what? i think no. you- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do that as like a joke like look i got makeup on i look i look younger
2: um, <laughs> i thought you do it in like a i'm feeling myself kind of way no
1: i don't really know <laughs> If that if I really care that much, then do you think I would go out looking the way I do sometimes, like unshaven <laughs> and unkept? Like
2: So when you get like a new outfit, you don't feel like good about yourself? You're just like, this is the stuff I just have to have on my body when I leave the house. I have to wear
1: clothes, otherwise oh I'll get God. arrested. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care about fashion that much. If I get a nice if I have a nice haircut, I feel I feel good. But like
2: As long as it's fast. As
1: long as it's fast. Seven
2: minutes and under. I
1: don't know, yeah. Hmm. I think okay. I think it really is just like yeah, working out or playing basketball. Or, yeah, or, but do you feel? I guess, I guess <laughs> yeah. Do you
2: feel mentally and physic like mentally? I guess like happy about yourself then? Because if not, then is there there other self care things that we can do to get you there?
1: Yeah, I I, I feel satisfied hmm. in in life. I think ultimately, yeah, uh, like isn't isn't self care just feeling satisfied with yourself or happy about yourself? Right, and I think <laughs> I think having you in my life and having. Our son in our lives that's what makes me content and that's what makes me like peaceful
2: man you're so opposite of like all the all the tiktok girls doing bullet journals and all. I don't,
1: or, or maybe like i just like i meditate as i'm doing work or something
2: why you do not meditate i don't even know or like, I can't oh, or like
1: i'm like i'm working through my thoughts while i'm or i don't know i guess
2: sometimes when you're driving what do people what do people
1: do when they meditate (laughs) this is okay this is getting about me this is spill the baby tea we can talk about this another time
2: yeah okay last point i think when you're driving sometimes that is also your self-care time because sometimes i'll talk to you and you're like i'm thinking
1: (laughs) yeah i guess so i i think when i drive i think a lot yeah yeah
2: Okay. We figured it out <laughs> no. it's driving for Philip, that's a self-care time. All right, I think the last one, point number five, I don't think we've been counting, but point number five, scheduling in sexy time. sex if you need to schedule it in.
1: that That sounds like so unsexy when you have to schedule it in.
2: Hey man. That's how the baby came <laughs> into our world. That's true gotta schedule it for the ovulation period.
1: I'll let you lead this topic. I don't know what you want to say about this topic. (laughs) Well,
2: I will say that for new parents, it is, it gets harder and harder to find time to be intimate. And not only that, but I think as a woman, you're also dealing with body changes, potentially insecurities about your body, feeling touched out, decreases to your libido. And obviously there's a baby in the picture too. And especially if they're sleeping in your room, which. Thankfully our baby is not, but I can see that being especially difficult. But sex can improve your mood, it can improve your connection through oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone that gets released during sex, FYI. And it can help you feel like you are prioritizing your relationship and deepening your relationship as a couple. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Do you just not want to have anything to say about this topic?
1: Well, no, I, I feel like you have something prepared, so I'm just letting you finish.
2: Oh. <laughs> but I'm...
1: Oh, um, no, I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that. But yeah, yeah.
2: It's late, y'all. It's 11.30 right now.
1: Always... Hey, man, always let them finish. Let them finish
2: first. <laughs> what has this podcast turned into? Um, and I will say that I think in moments when you don't feel good about yourself or you know not in the mood for sex, Think of different ways that you can still feel close to one another and remind each other about how you're still attracted to each other, whether it's holding hands or giving them a kiss. Um, like, I feel like that's, that's helped out a lot because again, like it's scheduled, having sex a time doesn't come as easily as it has in the past. And sometimes being in the mood is not always there. So it's like, you got to find other ways too, you know, to show your attractiveness or your connectedness in a physical way to, to your partner.
1: This this is a tough topic, honestly. Like, I feel like you could talk a long time about this because there's so many different situations, scenarios of like, you know, how it affects different couples. Like, I, I would say like, there's part of me that wants to like respond to what you just said, like, oh, find other ways to show you're attracted to them and feel close." I'm like, yeah, none of those ways is sex, though. <laughs> you know, like, like at the end of the day, like, cool, I got a kiss from you, or like, cool, you she held my hand, but it's like that's not sex, you know. And and I think a couple. You know, it's important to have that part of their lives. And, you know, maybe I don't know if it's men different, women different, but like I know that that's probably something that, you know, men probably think about a lot too. But I was very, very aware of, and you communicated to me like when, yeah, feeling touched out or like not feeling in the right headspace or, and I'm, I was there with you, hella tired or we got to wake up early tomorrow, not in the mood, whatever. There are times when you were in the mood that I wasn't, things like that. Right. So, um, yeah, it was it was something that was actually very much like uh I don't want to say like a sore subject for us, but definitely something that I recognized like, oh, this has changed significantly <laughs> from before the baby or pregnancy. And we did have to talk it out. Yeah. Or we did we did have to talk about it, like mm-hmm. very openly, multiple times, like, hey, what's going on with us, with you, mm-hmm. where are we at? And I think a lot of times what we the conclusion that i guess we came to us as a first together as a couple was like hey you know like this has nothing to do with you or me like th- this has nothing to do with the, the partners doing anything wrong it's usually it was just like how we were feeling ourselves like you're saying in the previous section like not feeling sexy ourselves mm-hmm. and so if you don't feel like you're good about if you don't if you don't feel good about yourself even if the other person is you know turned on or whatever like it doesn't really make you yeah in the mood and, you know, we just needed to figure out a way to kind of get our, ourselves first back into the mindset of wanting to be intimate with each other. But what I also worked on like by myself in my w- meditations or something like my 30 second meditations or in in LA traffic was like also acknowledging like, hey, this is a, again, going back to seasons. Like this is the period of time where maybe we are going to have a different schedule of our intimacy or our intimacy is gonna be, you know, show in a different way. And like, I can, I can make it through that. It's fine. Like, because big picture, you know, like I know, I know we're still attracted to each other. I'm still super attracted to her too. And there might be some external factors that are just limiting it, but hey, like this is temporary. I think that's what I kept coming back to. Like whatever we're going through is temporary in the big picture. Um, And it's been good. Yeah, It's been much better since we've like talked about talked it.
2: Talked about it, yeah. yeah. And it's like such an uncomfortable conversation to bring up with your partner. But again, I feel like it's a very important one because if you're feeling it, if you're feeling a certain way, like your partner's probably feeling a certain way too. And it's one of those things where you try to tiptoe around it because of the sensitivity of everything else that's going on. But if it's important to you and you're feeling a certain way, like you can mention it to, you know, your yeah. partner.
1: And, and I want to just make sure it's clear. Like, yeah, like men, uh, you know, obviously like, Every husband and wife is different but like you know it, there should never be like this expectation that like the, the the wife is supposed to do any you know whatever but obviously like you also hope that as a wife or as a husband you want to please your partner you want to be intimate with them too right so if there's like a disconnect there like you guys got to talk about why one person is you know feeling a certain way and the other one's not matching up um but yeah i would i would again like like the number one thing that we talked about today in term in in the way you communicate is how you approach it. It's when you approach it, you know? Um, And I think you always provided a safe space for me to talk about my feelings and you wanted to hear how I was feeling. You, you were curious what was on my mind. Um, And I feel like I also tried to uh, bring up the topic in a respectful way too. And we got, yeah, we, we got through some, I think we, I think we got through a, a like a, a hump, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, things are a lot better now. Yeah, but it was it was a dry spell, you know. Like we, <laughs> but we just like kind of like what I had to say. Like we just had to think about, oh, this is temporary, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I am gonna end this episode kind of mushy by saying that I find myself still very much in love with you, if not even more in love with you. Very much like you're my partner, like you're my teammate like you're my rock and that's not a given it takes work to get there so just want to say you know thank you for working through this phase of our lives with me
1: no thank you um i wouldn't be able to do those things without someone who's on the same page with me of how we want to build each other up and build our relationship and i feel very very lucky that we can be as honest with each other and open with each other and tease each other um be vulnerable with each other. Definitely, you know our our relationship since we were first dating has gone through so many ups and downs. And I used to, I still remember when I when I was like single or younger, just thinking like, oh, there's how do how how do married couples really you know stay in love? You know, love always fades. Like like everyone that's you know a married couple is just like lying to themselves or whatever. And I'm like, dude, this. This type of relationship is so much more exciting than, you know, whatever bullshit I was like running around with my head cut off in my 20s. You know, like this is where I think like the coolest development um, personally has has been happening. And then also like, yeah, you have like a super cool person that you get to develop with. And that's what we're doing right now. And it's a lot of fun, Hmm. you know.
2: Dang. Are those going to be in your vows to me? Is that
1: pretty good? Yeah,
2: that's pretty good.
1: Well, I just I'm, that's just off the top of my dome, baby. I don't even know what I. Just, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> if you ask me to repeat what I just said, I don't know what I just said. Good
2: thing it's recorded. It's eleven
1: forty-five. <laughs> but
2: I feel like you you could like go off for another hour. By the way, in this little world of yours. But it
1: came from the heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love you. I love you. To all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning into this episode this week. Having a baby can really change your couple relationship. This change can be challenging, but it can also bring you closer together. We hope that what we shared on today's episode was helpful for other couples and especially new parents out there. If you have any other tips or suggestions for how to keep your relationship strong after having a baby, please share with us too. You can share your comments on the Instagram post for this episode at Agent Boss Girl, and you can follow me, Helen, at hwoohoo, and my husband, Philip, at Wong Fu Phil. And as you know by now, we have shows out every Tuesday, and our main show on Thursday from us and our little bumps. <laughs> bye for now.
1: Thanks, everyone.